Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pivot and Thrive. Today is September 29th, Tuesday in 2020. I have a special guest here today, my my dear sweet friend, Peter Seltzer. He's an entertainer, and he's got wonderful stories to tell. And one of the most amazing attitudes you'll ever hear as he approached retirement and how he just has handled everything. And he's happier. He's one of the happiest people I've ever met. So I'd like you to meet him. Welcome, Peter Seltzer. Hello, world. Hello, everybody. Hi. How you doing? My name is Peter Seltzer, S-E-L-T-S-E-R. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts originally and live out here in San Diego now. And I hope you can understand the way I talk. I know some people say I have an accent, but it's wonderful to be here with you, Kim. And uh, how are you doing today, Kim? You all right? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. It's a beautiful Good. sunny day and can't complain. How about you? Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so honored and humbled to be here. Thank you. And to share the aging process with everybody, because we're all going to get old. We're all going to get there uh, sooner or later. So I'm happy to be here with you and to share everything with the world out there. That's great. And you just have such a beautiful attitude. And, And I had interviewed you. I guess it was a year ago and it was on video when I was doing a video interview and the video interview has to be kept short because people don't want to watch a very long video, but with podcasts, we can hear everything you have to say and you have so much wisdom to share. And I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm not bad for an 18 year old boy. (laughs) (laughs) To go 18 going on 66, 66. Okay. And so you are not retired. At all, and I'm retirement well, changes. You know, it's a different definition than it used to be. But you are not retired. I've learned the defin- the true definition of retirement, if I may. Please, what retirement? You retire from something, mm-hmm. and you go into something else. You can't sit unless you're not well and able. But if you're able and well and can do and contribute, you retire from what you did and go into something else, be it gardening, be it volunteering, be it music, whatever you find true happiness with, that's what you do. And that's what I did. Um, I never expected to do what I'm doing here. This is this is off the wall. This is something I never, ever, ever, ever uh, expected. Uh, I represented people against insurance companies for 40 years. And, you know, I made sure I was a good guy. I I made sure that the clientele received the money that they should have from an insurance company after a claim. And then my son was getting married here in San Diego. So we came out here and we met the families. And then someone said, you know, you should record some of your songs at a studio. So I went into the studio. I played a couple of songs and the drummer. He took a shine to my song, a special song. He says, you got to do me a favor. Can you go over to a facility, a nursing home, and would you sing this song to one of the caretakers over there? And if you do, you'll get me a date really fast. (laughs) I says, okay, I'll do it for you. So fast forward, I went over with my guitar like a singing telegram. I had no idea what I was doing. And I walk in and I ask for this woman. And I sing her the song and she gets all flustered and, you know, her eyes were crying. And and then she spoke of the man's name. She says, oh, this must be from Larry. And I says, yes, it's from Larry. And, and we hugged and kissed afterwards and thanked me very much. I'm leaving the facility 
And I hear this voice. This voice says, excuse me, sir, come here, please. Did I do something wrong? What did I do? Oh, my God. So he says, I want you to come back next week and sing to my residence. What are you talking about? He says, you got a nice voice, good personality, blah, blah, blah. Come back and I'll even pay you to come and sing one hour. I went home. I told my wife, I says, you won't believe. She goes, well, you got one week to learn a bunch of songs. And that was 14, 14, 12 or 14 years ago that I started doing this. So I retired from the insurance business and went into music business on a fluke. Uh, men and women plan and God laughs. <laughs> and uh, he put me in that place at that right moment. And the rest has been history. And uh, I'm so happy. I've met so many wonderful people along the way, shared so many stories. My heart has been full because of the folks that I've met and uh, sang to and shared life with. It's been wonderful. How many nursing homes have you, or at long-term care communities, retirement communities, how many have you worked in? Or, yeah, let's say have, because I know the pandemic has affected things, but how many have you worked in? Prior to the pandemic, I was doing close to 45 every month. Jeez, wow. Different, and it changed every month. So in that range, uh, averaging out prior to the pandemic, I do two shows every day, Monday to Friday, and every other Saturday. It averages out to about 400 shows a year. And multiply that times 10 years is 4,000, a couple more, 48, you know, that type of thing. So I'm out there, and I still love what I do. It gives me such a thrill um, to see the folks, to see our elders who enjoy so much to be remembered, spoken to, respected. You know, some of them are the forgotten ones. Mm-hmm. And that hurts my heart. So when I see in some of the – and I've been very privileged to go into many facilities that um, not many people can be accessed into. I'm so privileged. And to see our friends and our elders play them a song, You Are My Sunshine, and, and they sing along with you. It just makes my day so happy. I can't <laughs> so I do quite a bit, and uh, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to continue to do it, even through this pandemic. Um, it's been an adjustment. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. It's been a, a big adjustment. Um, taking things off the road and bringing them in-house and to be able to uh, perform uh, to no audience in my home or my studio, but knowing that through Facebook or Zoom or Squadcast or someplace, somebody can hear me. And uh, the response has been overwhelming. And I'm so privileged and blessed by that. Very you lucky. Have, you have such a beautiful attitude. You really do. And it's very infectious, which is, I mean, I met you when I was working in a nursing home. I was an activities director in a nursing home at Seacrest Village in Encinitas. And yes. when I first started, I was assigned to go find a singer who could come in and perform for us for New Year's Eve. And I didn't know anybody because I had just started. It was October, I believe. And my my supervisor said, you know, go over to the independent living section. There's this guy over there. He's great. And he's singing. He's doing their happy hour over there. So I went over there and listened to you sing. And I thought, oh, my gosh, the energy from this guy is just incredible. He's so great. 
And so I asked you to host our New Year's Eve, our New York, New York theme New Year's Eve. And that was great. It was it was incredible. And if if you don't mind my taking up some of your time, I would like to share the story of one particular resident individual because you were talking about how you like seeing um, seeing them react and enjoy the music, but this one was just unbelievable. Uh, you L- were let just- me say this: Go you're ahead. never taking up any of my time. I'm a guest in your house, so thank you for having me here. I love hearing these stories. It reinforces and validates what I'm doing is where I should be. So okay, good, I, absolutely. It's a showcase of you right now. That's why you're here. But this one is also a showcase story of you and the amazing power of your gift and music. But the New Year's Eve show had been going on. And at some point you started talking to the to the residents, which is what I loved about you. Whenever you performed, you always brought a microphone over to them. You tried to engage with every single person. You always worked the room and walked around and talked to everybody. You weren't off put by somebody in a, a you know, a reclining wheelchair or somebody who couldn't speak, somebody who seemed to be asleep. It didn't stop you. You always interacted with everybody. You were trying to bless everybody. I know that's what you're trying to do. And you went up to one particular woman and you held the microphone up to her and her name was Hannah and Hannah had had a stroke and did not speak anymore. And you brought the microphone up to her and you, you didn't know her. And you said, Hey, why don't you tell everybody, what do you think? What do you want to say for everybody about new year's Eve? And I was gesturing to you across the room, trying to tell you she does not speak, but you didn't know. And you held that microphone to her and she leaned into it and she said, happy new year. And I was blown away and the other nurses who were in the room was blown away because they had never heard her speak. It was just such an amazing moment, but she was so caught up in the joy that you were sharing that night and the celebration and, and she had something to say. And after that, they were able to work with her and bring in a speech therapist to try and help her to speak. And so she did, she was able to communicate better than ever after that night. I mean, it was just after that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're hired. You need to come back here as often as possible because it was such a healing gift. And wouldn't you say that music is healing? The most powerful healer I've ever, ever, ever encountered. I mean, medicine and doctors, they do their thing, but to get to the soul and you have to have the right attitude. A song is a song. Yes. It's been interpreted a million ways and it plays a different way. And every musician has their own style, which is wonderful. But pull that aside. You got to look someone right in the eyes. You got to feel them. You got to touch them. You got to say hi because their, their spirit is alive. Their soul is alive. They may not be who they were 15, 25 years ago, two minutes ago, but they're alive and they, and they care. And God put us in with a very good heart, all of us. Just got to know how to knock on that door and open it up and say, hi, I'm here. What do you got to say? What's going on? Talk to me. I'm here. Let me listen to you. And yes, I'm very moved by it all, Kim. It's just, it touch it, it every day. It touches me so, so much. Would you share the story that you told about it was a, it was an adult home. It was not for a long-term care, but there was a, a young man who was in the corner and was not not interested in the music, was not paying attention, and how you went over and connected just with him to help Same him break again. out. Yep. Same thing again. 
Same thing again. I went over with my guitar and everybody has kind of put this gentleman off to a side. He doesn't respond. He doesn't talk and he's standoffish. He doesn't want to intermingle with anybody. In walks Pistol Pete over here. And <laughs> I go right up to him and I start engaging with him, talking to him. And all of a sudden we connect and music and a song and the rest is history. Um, have I, did I tell you over at, well, uh, for those in the world, there's a, a place here in San Diego called Grossmont. And, uh, it's a wonderful little community. And in Grossmont, there was a man from Iran. Did I tell you this? Maybe it happened after I met you. Oh my mm-hmm. God. There's a man from Iran. I, I don't remember his name. And I since found out that he passed away, but he used to have this handmade drum a tabbouleh and he uh would play in his room and his wife heard me playing and singing she went up to the room and she brought him down in a wheelchair and uh he started to play with me to the music i invited him on stage we played together he can't speak he had a very bad stroke and his wife is crying like no tomorrow in the audience because she realized that this music that I'm playing is something that he can play along with. Fast forward, come to find out in Iran, he is known as the drummer's drummer. Wow. Professional, world-class oh. drummer on this handmade tabbouleh. Uh, I'm, I, for those that can't see me, I'm drawing with my hands about a 12 to 13 inch round um, skin that he used to pound on and bang and make a beat with. And he played the side of it. He played the top of it. He played the bottom. And he was rocking in his wheelchair. And that that image of, of him, well, we, we've met a few times thereafter and since he passed away. But that's one of my greatest little stories uh, that I love to share. Uh, the power of music, a song. Uh, but again, it's, it's got to have the right attitude. you got to be happy. It's not about me. It's never about Peter Seltzer. It's what can I do for you? And that's the way I, I, I first have to just thank my mother and father and my grandparents and the genes that are in me. because. Um, you know, it came from them. Um, I don't know if you ever, have I ever told you this. My grandmother uh, toured with Bob Hope with no. the USO. Yeah. I didn't know uh, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Beatrice, um, uh, she's, she, my grandmother B uh, toured with Bob Hope in the, in those days. So she had the gene of the music gene. My father, Oh my God, stand next to a window. We'll, we'll, we'll help you out is what my father had. Uh, <laughs> and so I don't know, I'd skip the generation to me and I guess, and you know, I, here we are. <laughs> but wow. yeah, yeah. That, she was a dancer and things. Oh, like she's that. a dancer. Okay. Yeah. Dancer. So you seem like your philosophy in life is kind of how may I be of service? You're- Absolutely. You're all about service. So is, was that, did you get that from your parents or is that something that developed in your life that, that drive both. to serve others, both? Both. Um, my, my mother's father um, was a builder in 1930. In 1935, he became licensed as a public adjuster. And that's the profession that I followed all my life. And when you're, when you're a public adjuster, you work for the consumer. So you're always at, 
giving service to someone else that doesn't know how to recover money from an insurance company. You have to be humble. You have to be knowledgeable. You have to be intelligent. You have to be, you know, have a, a nice tongue about you. And and so that is on my father's side and my mother's side. And it just transcended uh, for 40-something. I'm still licensed as a, an insurance adjuster, believe it or not. I don't practice it because I uh, find more pleasure in uh, servicing the the world through music rather than through uh, insurance claims. So uh, that's what I do. But yes, it it seems to be a genetic sort of thing. That's that's really beautiful. What a nice family. And my sister, she teaches Tai Chi down in Florida. She's mm-hmm. a very big uh, Tai Chi instructor, uh, swimming instructor. She does what I do. What I do is vocally and musically. She does it physically. You might want to think about interviewing. Oh, I, I'm already thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> I would like her information. Another seltzer. That's not Lisa. Funny. Lisa Kurishan is her name. Okay, I'll get her, your contact information for her. Yes. She sounds wonderful too. If she's anything like you, she'll be a beautiful person. To talk she's to. so much better than me. Oh she's my so god! Much I can't better. even imagine that. I can't. Oh even my imagine god! That. Got- <laughs> we'll see what she says about that. Yeah. <laughs> Bless her heart. Oh, I, I yeah. what what a great family. And I'm sure you pass this on to your grandchildren and children. You know, my son, he he's tone deaf. My daughter, <laughs> my my with all due respect, I think my son's got my wife's genes and far as musical. He's tone deaf. My daughter, bless her heart, she can sing a little bit. Uh, yeah. My wife, she tries. Um, my granddaughter, I have a granddaughter uh, who's 11 years old, 10 or 11 years old. Her name is Reese, And you're going to see this girl. She's all over the place with stage and music sound. Wow. Um, and one of the songs that I wrote for um, Sesame Street um, and the Sesame Street people, um, if your audience is so inclined to listen to it, wherever you put it in there, you'll hear the voices of these two grandchildren that I have. Both have got that gene in it. And okay, because I could hear, I could hear somebody really knew how to sing in that that uh, vocal. And I, and yes, if I have your permission, I will share that, and I'll ask you about that that song. You just have my, about. I was so have sweet. My permission, and the, these girls are not trained. Uh, they're one's 13, oh. the others, uh, they did it long. Let me see. They did it last year. One was a, one was 10 and the other was 12. Amazing. And untrained, but they, you know, they have the gene of helping people out. Um, Reese is a volunteer in her school, uh, and, uh, she teaches people who are handicapped. Uh, she, the school that she goes to has some children that are, um, not made quite like me and you physically mm-hmm. and cognitively and who's the first person they go to is oh, Reese. Oh my gosh. Reese, and she holds their hand and she communicates with them in ways that you just can't imagine. She I love sounds that like an angel. Sounds like an angel. You must be so proud. I mean how thrilling to watch them achieve and, and give and just be wonderful people, wonderful citizens of the planet. That's great. It's gosh. nice. It's nice. They're making a wonderful contribution. I'm so That's proud. Neat. Well, like like their granddad. So tell me about Sesame Street. This was huge. I know you've like branched out from San Diego. I know. I think last time I talked to you, you were heading to 
Massachusetts to perform or Florida, you were going somewhere else to perform. Both so places. You're growing, you're getting bigger. So, and then Sesame street is like the greatest destination there is. So tell me about that. Well, I am getting bigger. I've put on about 10 pounds. We all have. It's the pandemic. It's a silly thing that's going on. But yes, I was in, when I go to the East Coast to back to see my friends, I have to make the uh, Florida, Boston, Maine, New Hampshire uh, trek. And I do all that. I do a bunch of gigs out there. Um, My wife, Cheryl, I have to give her a plug too. She manages me and uh, runs all the bookings. So uh, bless her heart. But out of the clear blue, out of the clear blue back in July of 2019, um, a New York filmmaker, um, his name is Ben Nathan um, from Footage Films, um, and Sesame Street is his client. They wanted a song, words and music, uh, and a film, of course, by Ben for their upcoming 50th anniversary show. And the song had to be about kindness. Now, Ben talked to Cheryl and they worked out some certain things together and blah, blah, blah. And uh, lo and behold, I had a few discussions with Ben and things worked out once again. Okay. And he sent me a script. Uh, They call it a visual board of some sort. And uh, can you write a song based upon this visual board? I'll give it a shot. I have no problem. And um, 6.30 in the morning, I'm taking a shower. And all of a sudden, I don't know what happened to me, but I hear this melody and I hear the words. Wow. And it, it just came to me in, in no time at all. I get out of the shower and I go right to my guitar soaking wet. And I turn on my little tape recorder and I lay it down so I can remember it. Okay, fast forward, I get dressed, of course, and I do a few things. And within about, oh, an hour and a half, two hours, the song was written. That's how That's magic, amazing. God just put things, it falls into your lap. It's, it's, you can't script this stuff. It just, and I'm not, my nose isn't growing longer for my audience out there. It's not getting longer. I'm just, talking to Kim and to you out there how this process works. And those, you musicians out there, you know what I'm talking about. All my friends out there, you know when something magic happens, it just happens. Well, we went along and I sent him over the uh, tape, but before I sent it, I hear a knock on the door. It's like two in the afternoon. My grandchildren, Reese and Ariana, come. Hey, Poppy, we just came by. What are you doing? They only live a couple of miles from us. I'm just playing a song. What is it, Poppy? Let me hear it. And they said, okay. So we, we sat down, we listened to it. And lo and behold, they sang it. And I just played my guitar and they sang the song. And as I'm playing it, I'm just going, what the heck is this? This is magic again. It just fit the voices of these two girls and the, and the lyrics and the way it all set up fell perfectly. Well, I sent it off to Ben. He approved it. Sesame Street approved it. And everything is good. It's July. It's August. It's September. And all of a sudden, I don't hear much what's going on. Ben wrote to us and said, uh, things are, are going a little sideways. It's going to be next year. And just sit tight, not to worry. Everything's going to be fine. 
personnel changes over at Sesame Street. Things come and go. It's all good. And uh, when the final production came out uh, back in, uh, I believe it was June 20th of 2020, um, we were so excited. We were watching on the TV and family were gathering. And when the song came on, there were no words. They felt that it would be best, not that my words were not inappropriate or anything. They just felt the way that Ben had done his film and everything, that it'd be better without words. Okay. So I accept all these wonderful things. I'm so overwhelmed and to have them, you know, do that because um, it's never about me. It's what's good for the song, good for you, what's good. I'm happy with all that stuff. And uh, that's how I got involved with Sesame Street. That is and so cool. I can't have been- any credits. I can't show that Peter Seltzer wrote anything or did anything because oh. I assigned the rights to them. And I'm okay with that. Um, they, I was paid very handsomely and i'm okay with that but i can't say on credits as they roll this was written by peter salsa although i've given you permission to do it since they didn't use the version that i gave you um it's 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 brand new version as far as i'm concerned and i think we're in the good it's so darling. You'll love listening to his granddaughter singing this song and Peter's guitar playing. It's just, it's such a beautiful song. And that must've been disappointing, especially to your granddaughters, not to hear their voices on there. I'm sure that you were able to explain it and they understood it, but still it's, but it's a sweet song. So not everybody else can hear it the way it was intended to be performed. And, and it's such a, it's a wonderful, heartwarming song. So you're going places. Um, I don't know. I'm right now I'm sitting here with you and I'm going nowhere except having a fun time with you. Um, if the world gets to hear this, I'm so happy. Please be the catalyst to get it out there and do whatever you what can do. do. I'll see what I can do. I think it's a great song. It's really sweet. I think you're uh, a great person. Well, I feel the same I way think about you, are which a is great, why you're great here. Person. What you're doing for this community out there, Kim, is such a wonderful Everybody out there, give Kim a big round of applause and embrace her <laughs> because her heart is so special. Everybody, you have to know the, the gift that God gave this woman that we're talking to today. She's so smart, retirement, aging purposely, retirement purposely. She's, uh, you are so gifted to listen to Kim and her guests and what she has to offer. Okay, I'm blushing now, so thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But I, again, this is about you. So I want to, I want to continue talking to you about you. Um, you told me one time a story that I think shows that, so you're influencing your grandchildren, which is fabulous and your family, but you're also influencing other people to do what you do. You told me a story about a man who was, I believe he was in a coma in the hospital. He was a young man and his, he wanted to come in and play for him. And his parents were saying, no, he, He can't hear you. He's in a coma, but you knew differently. Could you share that story? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm getting a little emotional. I know you get verklempt, but if you can get through it, it's such a beautiful story because, you know, you touched so many people like Hannah at, at the nursing home. And then you just touched so many people. So. As I mentioned earlier, I've been very privileged to go to many different hospitals and places that not many folks get to go to. And uh, the activity director there knows of 
what I can do. And she says, Peter, you got to come with me. I says, what's going on? She goes, we just have a, a, a young man who uh, was here on vacation. He's from Texas. And he got into a, a, a football accident. He was playing football and he broke his spine. And he was totally paralyzed, totally paralyzed from the neck all the way, all the way down. And, uh, and, and I walk in full of, you know, joy and happiness, not knowing anything. So I said, Hey, Travis, how you doing? And he's not responding. His eyes are closed. He's totally, uh, just non-responsive. And I start to talk to the parents. What's going on here? What are you guys doing here? And they tell me the story and they opened up to me and I says, well, what kind of music does Travis like? And well, he likes country music. We're from Texas. Okay. So I play him a Willie Nelson song on the road again. And Travis is just non-responsive. No worries. I don't, it's not about me. And I play one or two. I play a Patsy Cline song and we, we play two songs and the parents said, thank you very much. Next month I go back because I was on a monthly contract with them. And, uh, I said, Hey, how's Travis doing? Come on back. Let's, and Travis now through the hospital's rehabilitation program was making slight progress. You know, you don't measure progress in, 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 in any magnitude, but you in, in little steps. And when I went into the room, Travis's eyes were open. He was moving his hands a little bit. And, hey, Travis, his mother and father weren't there. And, hey, Travis, how you doing? He couldn't say anything. Hey, it's Peter. How you doing, Travis? Good to see you. And he didn't acknowledge. He couldn't nod. He couldn't do anything. I want to play some more music for you. I play some more music, more country music. I play a Travis Tritt song. I play all kinds of silly stuff. And not that Travis Tritt is silly, but I play all kinds of, I love Travis Tritt. And uh, I play all kinds of music for him. And everything is hunky-dory. This went on for maybe four or five months that I would go once a month to his room and play for him. Well, fast forward almost a year. And Travis had made tremendous progress. And uh, the one time I went to his room, um, I was asked by his parents to come into his room. Travis wants Peter. Is Peter here? He could speak. Wow. And I go into, I ran into his room without my guitar. Travis, what's going on? And his eyes were wide as can be. He smiled. Hi, Peter. He could say it in in a way that he could speak. And I gave him a big hug, although I shouldn't have, because they said, no, you can't. I gave him a big hug and he grabbed me and he touched me and he held me. Oh. And his, his parents were so happy. We sang, they recorded it. It was just a blessing. And I stood, I stayed a long time there. You know, I was only asked to stay a few minutes, but with, as Peter Seltzer, as you probably can guess, I got the gift of gab, I was told. So uh, I stayed and hung around and we got to know each other. And uh, after another six or eight months of me going there, one month I went back there looking for Travis. He became my friend. Yeah. And he had left. He had gone back to Texas. He was so healed that he could go back now, even though he was in a, a different chair and things that we sit in he was great 
and his parents wrote a very lovely note about me and uh the hospital was very kind to share Travis with me so how blessed am I huh you you were blessed and I think you're you're forgetting one part of the story that was also really important was that he told you that he was going to go back and do what you did to go help people who were in similar situations you inspired him by yes. your gift which is so wonderful Yes, I, 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 I didn't leave that out on purpose. I get so verklempt. I get so overwhelmed. My, yeah. my mind just, for whatever reason, Travis can play guitar. And he, I told him how to tune his guitar. I showed him how to tune it like a dulcimer, that you open up the strings, you change the tuning. And that way, he'll be able to, for whatever reason, his hand can move, which is everything wow. is good. Okay. He could play it, put it on his lap, on his chair, and just and and inspire people. Here I am. I did this. You can do it. That's beautiful. I'm That's so, a beautiful story. I'm so stoked. I, I, you know, I'm going to be going back to that hospital very shortly, and I want to find out if uh, I can reconnect with him again. It's been oh. four year, three, four years now, and uh, I'm sure he's he. You know, at a young age although we're here for aging purposefully, but even at that young age, purposefully aging with a handicap and an inability to be functioning like you and I might be able to mm-hmm. is a gift. He can do it. His mind is strong. His heart is strong. His body is very strong. And with that will, with that ability, that gift that God gave us to share, uh, boy, when you do good for others, it's, very special. It is special. And even if you have a limitation like Travis did, and a lot of people who are retirement age have something going on with their health that may be a limitation, but if they can find a way to work around it and still share their gift. It's just so wonderful for everybody. Everybody wins on that one, the recipient and the doer. Does anybody out there have CRS? I've got that. Anybody else got that? <laughs> Come on. You know what CRS is. It's pretty popular. Pretty popular. Can't remember oh. stuff. There's a lot of <laughs> yeah. that going around, isn't there? There is a lot of that going on. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So how have you okay, so you've been like you've been hands-on as your career. You go in there, you make eye contact with every single person, you try and connect with everybody in a special way. As pandemic comes along, you can't you can't go into these places, can you? What are you doing? The pandemic came along and shut everything down in the months of maybe February, March, and April. Come the beginning of May, excuse me, yeah, come, we're going to fast forward again. Okay. February, February, March. In the beginning of April, somebody had said to me, you know, Peter, you should go on Facebook Live and do your shows. People Mm. can stream you. People will be able to watch you and hear you. You won't be able to connect with them, but you can connect to them because you, you can do that. And I said, I'll, I'll look into it. I really don't know much. Look at I'm, I'm I'm an old guy. I'm 66. I don't know much about this technology business. Uh, if I ask my eight-year-old grandson, he can do it for me, uh, but <laughs> not me. So we looked into this Facebook thing and Zoom came along. And all of a sudden, I'm doing shows through my studio and living room here and it's being broadcasted in the month of april may june and currently to today may came along and a couple of facilities 
and venues said, you know, Peter, I will allow you to come in, but you have to be certain. You have to be tested. You got to get uh, some temperature. You got to get a swab up your nose. You got to get all this stuff. And if you do come in, you're going to play outside uh, and you'll be at least 25, 30 feet away from the residents. They'll hear you. We'll space out the residents eight to 10 feet. And it'll be good. Everybody's going to wear a mask. You can wear a mask if you want. And well, I said, okay, I don't care. It's not about me. It's what can I do for you again? That's my whole attitude. And with that being said, uh, one facility, two facility, it just snowballed. And as I, I mentioned to you earlier, um, starting next week, I go back to doing two shows every week, two shows a day for five days a week. That's 10 shows a week at different facilities. Wow. And uh, we've got the Thanksgiving. We've got Halloween coming up again, uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. And uh, I'm, I'm starting to get more and more bookings uh, at on, on hand facilities, even though it's outside in the spacing and all that stuff. Um, it's good. The residents, they cry when they see me. Mm. A lot of people cry when they see me anyway. <laughs> the, these, folks, these folks cry. Oh, my, I remember you. I remember oh. a lot of people don't remember my name, which is okay. But as you know, and my friends out there, I have a very long red ponytail. And uh, it's wavy. And a lot of people say, who's that guy with the ponytail? We want that guy with oh. the ponytail. And that's how people remember me. I have found during this uh, eight-month period of time, a lot of the activity directors and, and uh, uh, executive directors have moved on. It's been very hard on a lot of venues and, and facilities, the adjustment, um, the, the, the rules that we have to live by and, and the criteria that we've been, f- not negatively, but forced to adhere to uh, to keep everybody safe has been just undaunting for a lot of people. Uh, some people can't handle it. Some can. Some others better than others. And uh, it's all good. I don't, you know, I don't, you know me already. I don't, it's no attitude. It's just, so what's happened is that um, more and more facilities are opening up. I even play inside to a couple facilities that uh, keep the distancing and mm-hmm. keep me uh, away. And I have to, every two weeks I get tested. Um, with a swab up my nose and temperature taken every venue I go to. I have to fill out a questionnaire, uh, a lengthy one about uh, have I been in contact? Have I been out of country? Have I been, you know, is anybody relative of mine? And, and, and rightfully so you have to explore all these things. Cause I don't, God, if I, I'd feel terrible if anything, anyone ever got sick. And uh, so that's what I've been up to. And, uh, it's adjustments. It's always something. Uh, and it's good. It keeps me fresh. It keeps me uh, active. I've gotten much more exposure um, than I would ever have gotten before. And I'll tell you what else is interesting. The songs that I'm being asked to sing, because people send in requests all the time, are songs that um, my younger friends, the ones from the 70s and uh, the 50s and the 60s, they like that. Um, the doo-wop songs and uh, 
it's not so much the Irving Berlin songs and the George Gorshwin songs, but the Bobby Darren songs and uh, Dion and the Belmonts and uh, the doo-wops and, you know, all that hopping stuff. It's pretty neat. So my yeah, so repertoire is expanded. It's changing, right? Yeah. Oh, always, always, yeah. always. Yeah, because it used to be you could do songs from the 30s and 40s and you were good, but the we're getting younger people. I guess they're getting older, but still the younger people getting in there with it, with new interest in music. And how exciting for you it's, it's also just to do very, some new stuff. Yeah. Very exciting. I'm seeing more of the, I like to classify it as our Vietnam era generation mm. coming through. My World War One folks who fought, you know, World War One was 1912. So a lot of those folks are a hundred years old already in that range. They're kind of waned as, very few. The World War II folks, they're out there and they love the 1920s, the, excuse me, the 20s, the 30s, the 40s. They love that stuff. And then the Korean War people, they kind of piggyback on that. And I want to thank all our veterans out there. I have to stop and just give a big hug mm -hmm. and a big thank you, a big salute to every one of you out there. Thank you, men, women, merchant marines, all of them, all the bivouac, everybody that did something. Thank you so much. Sincerely. Amen. Amen. Uh, and then we get to the Vietnam generation. That was the 1960s. So we have a lot of folks in, in that uh, category now. That probably eats takes up about, I don't know, 70% of my clientele out there today that I see. Maybe 60%, 70 mm. It's way up there. Yeah, it's changed a lot. Changed, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and their ahead. conditions and their conditions have changed. A lot of them um, are physically uh, unable to do things because of their turn of course of events, and not a lot of. I don't see a lot of dementia and Alzheimer in my in my Vietnam folks. I see more of uh, chemical. Um, illnesses the, the 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 effect of some chemical uh, uh that was used during that period of time yeah and a lot of psychological um impact uh more so than the dementia and the alzheimer disease that's very different very challenging yeah but again music through, i'm sure cuts through i was just gonna say that all through it all music the power of music when I give a person a microphone, I don't care if they can sing ABC backwards. I don't care if they're off tune into it. But giving them that microphone and say, here, have fun. They put it to their lips. They put it to their, their chest. Some of them put it to their ears. I'm, I'm okay with it. And they <laughs> sing. And just to engage with them is so special, so special, so special. That's, that's wonderful. Power you just of music. You're amazing. What's what's next for you? Well, after I get through with today, I'm going to be performing um, an anniversary uh, special. This is um, some of my friends back east and some of my friends are celebrating their 45th wedding anniversary. So I thought I'd put together a show of songs of love. Oh. So when I get through with you, I'll take a little break. And then uh, I'm going to record uh, uh, a Facebook live performance today that will be broadcasted on Wednesday uh, on Facebook 
live Peter Seltzer, S-E-L-T-S-E-R. So you're about to record this Facebook Live for a party. So you don't just do long-term care and hospitals. You can do music for anybody. Anything and anybody. As long as I know the song and know the genre that you want, I'm there. Um, but primarily healthcare facilities, elder care, retirement communities is where I, I, I really enjoy it the most. I like the, the first on-hand uh, touching scene, reconnecting. That is where I um, feel that the power of the music really shines. Um, You must be missing that. You must be missing that. Very much so. Very much. But I I get my fill of it because I'm, I'm out there this, uh, what day is today? Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday. I have two shows. I'm going to be up in the LA area and then one down in the um, San Clemente area. And then Friday I have a very big show at nighttime. Uh, Similarly to, um, the New York, uh, New Year's Eve New show. York New Year's Eve show. They're putting on a very big welcome back uh, show, and I'm oh. the guy that they're bringing in to get everybody to get up and dancing. Oh, that's so great! It's it's a hoot. I'm so blessed. I I can't say enough. That I'll be wearing great. my sparkle, my gold sparkle jacket. And <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and I get, to, you know, I get to my venues, as you know, at least two, today. It's at least two hours in advance. So if my show starts at seven. I'm there at four thirty-five mm. because I have to set up, do a sound check. But that's easy. I want to say hi to everybody again. Yeah. Even when we're in a mask and going through the protocol of getting temperature testing and all that, I want to say hi to everybody. You know, everybody's got a story, and I want to hear what they got to say. Yeah. You know? Well, you you you've engaged with the staff too. I mean, everybody loves you wherever you go. You're one of the most popular people in activity world in long term care because everyone know oh that guy Peter said oh my gosh he's amazing everyone knows how amazing you are and they want to talk to you and you just bring this radiant joy with you i mean it's just you're like the sun and people can just see like oh peter seltzer's here and just want to give you a hug and talk to you because you lift them up and you really have such a gift you really do i'm so bright my father calls me son uh, wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Laughter is a very important healer. It is Laughter. very, very It takes true. us away from whatever whatever woes someone may have, just a little laugh, a little mm-hmm. touch, a little love. It goes so long. It goes so far. It's just I'm so privileged and blessed. And thank you, God, every second. And thank no. you, Kim. Thank you, Peter. What do you have any advice for somebody who's heading towards retirement at this time? Like what they what they could do? Let's pretend there's no pandemic, but what they could do, uh, how they should go about going in that phase of their lives. Who am I to give advice? Uh, an I'll, expert. I'll, I'll share with you a couple of little things and um, take it for what it's worth. Happiness is an inside job. You have to be happy inside. You have to be happy with yourself. Yeah, we've all done things and you've suffered. You've 
your conscience and whatever it may be, wrong, right, different. We've all had peaks and valleys in our time. As we get older, there's nothing you can do about them. Let them go. Let it go. Forget about it. It's yesterday's news. It's in the past. There's not one thing you can do to bring it back or change it. Tomorrow, who the heck knows what's going to happen? We don't know. So my thinking is, and I subscribe to this, I live right here now, right with you now. I don't know when I get through with you that I'm going to be able to sing. If I don't, all right, we'll do it a little later. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's going to happen. So my advice to everybody out there is attitude, be happy, be happy, and just be happy. Uh, share that happiness with everybody. Touch somebody on their hand. Look at them in the eyes and smile. Words that the whys don't matter anymore. As you get older, you realize that why did this happen? Why did this? Why did he have? Why did they do? It doesn't matter. You can't change the way people think. You can't creep into the operation of somebody's mind and try to figure it out. It will never work. Mm-hmm. So because the only thing you can do is change inside you. And like I said earlier, happiness is an inside job. It's all within you to be happy and to project that happiness and try to live a a happy life as you go into your years of retirement. I want you to be happy gardening. I want you to be happy writing a poem, happy coloring. I want you to be content with the fact that this is who I've become. We all become something. Kim Shea became a, a radio personality. Uh, I became a, a singer. Um, somebody else becomes a, uh, a ventriloquist. Who knows what that, a volunteer. It's up to you to find whatever you want to find that brings you happiness. Nothing else matters. I believe in our constitution. Our, our, back in our forefathers, back in 1776, the pursuit of happiness. Isn't that amazing that that's what they chose of all choices of words, the pursuit of happiness. And I echo that and I live that. And this is who, what you're hearing today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what you see, what you hear is who I am. I'm happy. I'm content. Yes. I've had some stones in my shoes over the years. And yes, I've been uh, uh, through those peaks and valleys and my conscience has to deal with a lot of things. Nobody's perfect. Last guy I know that's perfect. He walked on water. But other than that, <laughs> so we deal with them in our own way. But every day, wake up and pursuit of happiness should be from the sunrise to sunset. I love it. Thank you so much. That's just brilliant. But I I think that's a good place to wrap this up because you've been just inspiring. And I'm so happy to know you and call you my friend, Peter. You are my dear friend. We've celebrated so many firsts together. So many firsts. Um, 
I have to I have to tout you for a minute. I want to interview you for a minute. Oh, me. You have to be somewhere, don't you? <laughs> don't you have to go to a, a Facebook Live? Ladies and gentlemen, Kim Shea, mm. retirement purposefully and aging purposefully. You are so blessed to have this young lady. I don't know how many times a week or month she's there, but whenever you get to listen to her, uh, heed whatever she tells you. She's an experienced caregiver. She's been involved with every aspect of our aging. She's quite knowledgeable. She is my dear friend. I love you, dearly. You're so Thank sweet. you, Kim Shea. I love thank you, Thank you, Kim Shea. Thank you, Peter. Have and thank you so day. much. And I, I, we're going to play your music right after this so everybody can listen to it. I'll also include the link to your website and the link to the music so they can go on iTunes and get it for themselves. And they can contact you if they'd like to. So that will all be in the show notes at the bottom of the podcast. Also, um, YouTube, I have a page. So I don't know if you know about YouTube, but all my performances, there's probably 50 different performances on wow. YouTube that have different themes on them. Uh, the I 20s, share the that. 30s. Please share that with the audience. Absolutely. And, uh, Absolutely. Who Everyone needs to get a little Peter Seltzer magic in their day to lift them up. So I will share that on there. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Be well. I'll see you all soon again. Take all right. care. Thank you, Peter. for listening to this latest version of Pivot and Thrive. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you have some things to take away, some thoughts that you can use to apply towards bettering your own retirement. Do you need any help with your retirement, whether you have started or if it's something that's in your rearview mirror? I'm happy to help you out. I am a certified retirement coach and I'd love to talk to you about how to make your experience in retirement more meaningful and fulfilling for you on a daily basis. Do you know anybody you think I should be interviewing on this podcast? If you know someone who's really hitting it out of the park in their retirement years or they've had to overcome some particularly interesting challenges to get where they are at this point in their lives, I'd love to talk to them. You can contact me on the homepage of my website. Scroll all the way down to the bottom where it says contact me and that's how you can get me the information. The address for my website is retirement purposecoach.com. I'd like to extend a special thank you to Bokuwa and Wizzy2K for allowing me to use their song, Will You Stay With Me? And the link for that song is in the show notes of this podcast. You could go look them up. They've got some really great music. This has been Kim Shea with P.
pivot and thrive. And thank you for spending your time with me. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Be sure to live your life with purpose every day and you'll find that you're much happier. Because of you.